and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, some indie shows as well. We also talk about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. How are we all doing? And welcome to the Raw Review from last night. And I thought this was a really good Raw even though it was laden with the same old WWE tropes of impromptu matches, uh, being set up on the fly, and really bad backstage segments. But overall, I thought it was good and enjoyable. Three hours don't feel like a slog anymore. Still long, but not anywhere near as bad as it was. But let's get to it, shall we? Raw this week starts off with the Bloodline. Uh, They come out as the Usos were meant to be taking on Matt Riddle and Elias for the Tag Team Championships. First, though, we get a video of the Bloodline beating the hell out of Elias after Riddle scooted through on his scooter. Uh, they then cut a promo in the ring and they announced the tag team championship match is cancelled. Matt Riddle shows up, tries to jump on the UC bandwagon. It doesn't work. He gets cut off by Sammy. Says, hold on, you don't get to decide what's UC. He goes over to Solo Sokoa. He is UC. The Usos are UC. But you are not. He tells Riddle to piss off, basically. But Riddle has gone and gotten himself a new partner. And although they don't get along, he does hate the bloodlines. And uh, Kevin Owens is then revealed to be Matt Riddle's new tag team partner. And we get in a tighter match. And it is the Usos versus Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens. Owens takes it straight to Jay early on, right up until a break. Afterwards, Owens hits a moonsault for two on Jimmy. Uh, Riddle comes in and it doesn't take him long to get controlled by the Usos. They hit a double spine buster, got a two count. Jay hit a massive neck breaker for two as they go to another break. When we come back, Owen hit, Owens hits a swanton bomb on Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy blocks a p- uh, pop-up power bomb and delivers a super kick. Jay and Riddle come back in. Uh, Riddle dives to the outside to wipe out Solo Sokoa, but as he does that, you see Sami Zayn moving Jay out of the way. After all the commotion, uh, Riddle gets back in the ring and gets nailed by a 1D by the Usos, and the champions retain as expected. After the match, though, the Usos and Sammy carry on the beatdown to Riddle, but Kevin Owens runs them off with a steel chair to the back. That leaves Riddle alone with Solo. He beats the hell out of Riddle. 
he does a, a Samoan spike, a hip thrust in the corner, well, and then goes and gets a steel chair and wraps it around the neck of Riddle, lays him back in the corner again, does another hip, hip thrust with the chair wrapped around his neck. Jesus Christ. The match first off was decent, but not once was the title reign ever in doubt. And although I like the change that happened in Kevin Owens replacing Elias, it is almost telling us don't get too invested in Elias because we don't really care about him either. I know that will come into a bit more... I think it will lead to Elias turning on Riddle at some point, but not a good look for him. But what happened after the match totally eclipsed anything that happened in the match. Because Solo Sokoa looked like an absolute beast. His beatdown was awesome. And I've never seen the hip thrust thing done on someone with a chair around his neck. He felt dangerous. And what an inspired idea to have everyone go to the back to let Solo Sokoa have that spotlight. This was great. He was he's awesome. What a call up he's been. Um love this. Uh two women's triple threat matches gets announced for tonight and we head to the Judgment Day backstage where Ray Ripley says that everyone in the triple threat matches are great and ex champions, but the one thing they are not is Rhea Ripley. And she's going to have them all calling her Mammy by the end of it. We then go to JBL's poker tournament thing, which just seemed to happen so JBL could belittle Akira Tozawa again. Uh, Dexter Loomis walked in with a big bag of Miz's money from last week. A load of people sat there. The OC were there. Um, Alpha Academy. Dominic Mysterio. We'll come to that bit later. Then Bailey came out for her triple threat match, but before she could get into the match, Becky Lynch walked to the ring through the crowd, a bit like last week. Uh, she says it's been nearly three years since they faced each other. Puts over Bailey for her work during the Thunderdome era. Uh, Bailey tells her to stop repeating herself, basically, and stop stop reminiscing. Uh, she says that when you're here, the spotlight always has to be on you. The crowd cheer for that. Bailey says, Becky doesn't care about you. She only cares about herself. But she cares, and the fans don't respect what she's trying to do. Becky calls her a loser and says, good luck. Hopefully they can have a match again, and walks off. There's a bit of a stare down with Rhea Ripley between... Um, her and Becky. Just a nice little tease. But it is then the triple threat match of Bailey versus Rare Ripley versus Asuka. Rare Ripley takes control of the match quickly. Uh, she was making it look really easy, actually. Bailey and Asuka work together to throw Ripley into the ring post. They then fight each other to the outside, but Ripley dies off the apron to take both of them out. Uh, they go to a break at that point. When we come back, Ripley and Bailey are working together until 
Asuka come back to absolutely no reaction from the fans, which was surprising. Asuka smashes Rhea with a kick to the head, but Bailey throws her to the outside. Bailey tries to sneak attack Rhea, but she sees it coming. This is when Asuka hit a double code breaker from the top rope. Later, Asuka had Bailey in an Asuka lock, but Ripley blasts her with a drop kick. Bailey later delivered an elbow from the second rope for a two count. Uh, she also hit Bailey to belly, but uh, Ripley broke up the pin. Ripley then wipes herself out on the outside, and Bailey eventually hits a rose plant on Asuka for the win. After the match, though, uh, Rare Ripley attacks Asuka, leaves her laying. This was a decent match. All three women had a really good night, I thought. Um, surprised they aren't going with Rare Ripley to win this. But I guess she is now favourite for the Rumble. She is in my eyes. <coughs> but yeah, really good night. Um, I thought Asuka was good. I think lately she's not been at her best, but did well in this. It was then announced that Drew McIntyre is out with an injury. I think it does get mentioned in the tag team match actually as well, but I'm not sure what the injury is, but I wish him well nonetheless. Seth Rollins then comes to the ring. He cuts a promo and announces that next week he'll go one-on-one -on -one with Bobby Lashley and the winner will be number one contender for the United States Championship. Uh, Bobby Lashley came out and says, I'm here, so what would you like to tell me? Just be careful, because uh, Seth was basically taking the piss earlier. Seth says you haven't been the same since you uh, since Crown Jewel when you lost to Brock Lesnar. But what's your thing with him? Are you scared? No, that's not it. I know it is. You're jealous. Uh, he lists all the reasons why Brock is more successful than Bobby. Bobby warms him, but Seth carries on taking the piss. So Bobby swings for him, and a big brawl breaks off out. Uh, it all ends when Lashley goes for a spear on Rollins, but nails Petey Williams instead. That match certainly feels big time now. So looking forward to that next week. <clears throat> From there, we go backstage where Byron Saxton interviews Austin Theory about what just happened. He, though, gets interrupted by Mustafa Ali. Um, good to build multiple challenges, I suppose, but that match is going to happen later. We get more poker crap where Dexter Loomis has an axe now and Dominic Mysterio bullies Tozawa to set up a match for later. Austin Theory then takes on Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. Uh, Theory gets pissed off of Ali and then just runs him over with a clothesline. Ali, though, gets in with a Hurricane runner and a suicide dive. Fury then rams him into the barricade as they go to the break. Afterwards, Ali hits a rolling neck breaker and a backstabber for two. 
There was then a really bad looking botch in the corner where Ali went for a hurricane runner and I think the idea was for Fury to block it. Um, but he sort of slipped off the turnbuckles and they both came down quite hard. Ali fell to his front, obviously, and it almost looked like Fury fell on his head, but thankfully they're both okay. Um, Fury then hung uh, Ali upside down in the turnbuckles and just kept hammering him, putting in the boots and big right hands. But then, for some reason, out of nowhere, Dolph Ziggler got in the ring and super-kicked Fury, which caused a disqualification. Uh, why? Ziggler and Ali then argue, and Fury ends up laying both of them out anyway. I don't really understand what that was. Uh, where's Ziggler been? pretty sure his issues with Fury happened ages ago so it's taken this long to get revenge has he I don't really get what they were trying to do here at all has Triple H just remembered Ziggler still works there or something made Fury look good though I suppose but you just made two baby faces look crap to get there that's if Ziggler is a baby face this week I never know what he is uh, yeah, odd, all this. More JBL bollocks, he's on the phone to somebody now as the Miz walks in. And basically, it looks like the Miz is broke or something. Everything is going wrong for him. Wearing a fake Rolex or something, I really don't care. Then after a break, uh, Corbin gets caught cheating, playing poker, and a big six-man gets made. Uh, before we go to that, though, Bianca Belair gets interviewed backstage where she gets asked about all the women in the triple threats, puts all of them over, but none of them are like her, basically. And it is that six-man then when the OC, with Mia Yim in their, in their corner, Versus Baron Corbin and the Alpha Academy while JBL was on commentary. Corbin easily takes down Styles at the start. Carl uh, Anderson and Chad Gable come in. Gable just out-wrestles Anderson easily. Gallows comes in and takes Gable out with his size. We get a shoosh slash nerd off. Um, the heels all work over Anderson. Corbin takes him out with a slide-through clothesline. Styles, though, gets tagged in and takes out everybody until Gable sends him to the outside where Otis just flattens him on the floor. They go to a break. After the break, the heels are still in full control of Styles. Uh, Gallows tags in, but the referee doesn't see it, so he gets him back out. Um... This is when Corbin hits AJ Styles with a deep six for a two count. Anderson gets a hot tag, uh, takes out everybody again. He manages to hit Gable with a spine buster. Corbin breaks up the pin. All six men get into it. And it all ends when Gallows and Anderson hit the magic killer on Gable for the win. 
the match was a little bit boring at times, but fun the other times. It didn't really mean anything, so it was just there to fill time. Um, seemed like it was just a way to get JBL on commentary for a bit, really, and I can do without that. Alexa Bliss is warming up backstage and hanging next to her is that uh, Lily doll again. That seems to be a thing again. Great. Not. Uh, Byron Saxton interviews Candice LeRae backstage about a match next week against EO Sky. She talks about having too much to fight for now that she's a mum when Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis show up with the big bag of money they stole from the poker table. Uh, and that was it. I don't know whether this was meant to be funny, but it wasn't, anyway. Dominic Mysterio then took on Akira Tozawa. Uh, Tozawa takes Dom down easily with a hurricane runner, but Dom throws him into the turnbuckle head first and stomps on him in the corner. He then hit the three amigos with that stupid little face on him. Uh, Tozawa comes back with a shining wizard for two. He went to the top rope to do his back sent on, but he just crashed and burned that. Did look good. Uh, Dom then hit the frog splash for the win. Look, this was not good at all, this match, if I'm honest. Um, and we all know that Dominic Mysterio is not great. But I'm just entertained by the Judgment Day whenever they're on screen. And I just love Dominic Mysterio's heel work. I'm just that smug little face. I think it's great. I've got no other analysis of it, really, just that I enjoy the Judgment Day. Adam Pearce then tells Bobby Lashley off for hitting Petey Williams. Um, basically, he says, don't do it again or there'll be consequences. So, obviously, that's going to happen again, I guess. <coughs> and then it is main event time as Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross versus Becky Lynch in the second triple threat match happens. And Nikki has a go at them. <laughs> at the start, pushing them around, but just gets punched in the face by Becky and a drop kick to the outside by Alexa. That leaves Alexa and Becky to trade roll-ups. Uh, Bliss goes for a double knee drop thing, but Nikki comes back in and takes her out. Becky hit Nikki with a Bexploder. Uh, Nikki, though, takes both women out on the outside as they go to a break. Nice swinging neck breaker on the floor to Bliss. Come back and Nikki is in full control of Bliss. Becky reappears and unloads on Nikki. Uh, she hits a leg drop off the second rope for a two. Another exploder to Nikki Cross. Uh, Alexa is back in now and she takes both women out. We get a Tower of Doom spot in there as well. Nikki hits Becky with a cross body but Alexa breaks up the pin. There was then a double leg drop spot by Becky Lynch while Nikki had Alexa draped on the ropes. Uh, not sure that really worked. 
Becky hit a manhandled slam on Nikki on the apron. Again, didn't look great, but uh, damage control showed up. Uh, they beat Becky down, and they end up double um, power bombing her through the announce table. Again, that didn't look right either. Back in the ring, Bliss hit Twisted Bliss on Nikki to win the match. Uh, they certainly tried really hard in this one, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as the earlier triple threat. All the ideas were right, it just lacked in execution for me. I'm glad they aren't going straight to Becky versus Bailey next week because I think they could really tell a story going into that and do it over multiple weeks. I just wish damage control wasn't a thing anymore, if I'm honest. It hasn't worked at all. Uh, Alexa Bliss impressed me again, and I really like this version of Nikki Cross as well. Interested to see where that all goes with them. So, as I said, really, uh, a good Raw this week, and I'm really looking forward to the next five months of of uh, WWE personally leading all the way up to Wrestlemania I think the Rumble is going to be really good I think he is genuinely thinking about it so that would be good but that is your Raw review and as always you can tell us what you thought of this show through our Touch Talks Wrestling Facebook page follow me on Twitter as well I am at AdamChalk8 on there I'll be back tomorrow with another episode reviewing NXT. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>